0: It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Waffle. We're talking about Wonder Woman and the future of movie theaters. I'm Candace, and with me is Bree. Hello. Arzu. Hi. And Maggie. Hey. Okay, so we all just watched Wonder Woman 1984, and Maggie, Arzu, and I are on Twitter, and... <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> exactly. And there was a lot of negativity. Maggie, quick disclaimer. Disclaimer.
1: I worked on Wonder Woman 1984 for 30 days when they filmed in the wonderful, wonderful Washington, D.C. metro area.
0: Okay. So that's out of the way. So yeah, Maggie. Her also, also
1: technically, Warner Brothers sent me a screener to review to so I should disclose
2: that as well. <laughs>
0: okay. So how did you guys watch this movie?
2: I rented it from Cineplex, which is our big theater chain here in canada because i have like reward points so i use them to, to rent it for free so that's how i watched it at, at home yeah with my there's with my no family. hbo max no we don't, don't have, have hbo max we have um crave tv which is like our big catch-all streaming service that kind of does like hulu stuff and i guess hbo max stuff and they're getting all the warner brothers stuff in the new year but wonder woman because i guess that deal was made before came through cineplex
0: uh, Maggie, Canada. you said you got a press screener?
2: Yes. So I watched it with a giant watermark threat.
1: Um and then I watched it again on HBO Max. Um I have HBO Max for free through uh, DirecTV.
0: Okay, cool. And Bree watched it through my HBO Max,
3: yeah. right? <laughs> I, I was a leech. Um not going to lie and Candace was like, "Here you go." And I was like, "Thank <laughs> you."
0: I Got HBO Max earlier this month and binge watched a bunch of things. I never thought I was going to watch HBO Max, but now I love it and I don't want it to go away. My parents and I made like a big deal. Like we're like, this is what we're doing Christmas Day night. We made hot cocoa. We got like our blankets out. Everybody was like on the couch and love seats and everything. And the dog was hanging out with us. And it was like an experience. And I feel like you have to make these blockbusters kind of experiences to make it feel like you're in a movie theater. We did not do
2: that. There was yeah, like a 20-minute pause in the middle for everybody to like get more food and go to the bathroom. So <laughs> it
1: was there not... was
0: pausing in my household. Yes, uh, we,
2: was- didn't, we didn't do that.
1: And, I think uh, my, my mom and I paused it one time. Because, I mean, it's a really
3: long movie.
0: <laughs> it is. It's very long.
3: Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched it alone and it's raining and there's thunder for, like, the first time in years in L.A., and, and lightning. So I think yeah, it I added. I heard
1: the uh, if there's a glitch in the matrix
3: and it's it's raining in Los Angeles. <laughs> yes, it's it, I mean not even just raining though. I I saw thunder and light or I heard thunder, <laughs> saw lightning and I was like, "Whoa." Cuz the entire city having a year. meltdown. So it, it actually added to the ambiance. while watching watch. Some, somebody made a wish oh, with yeah. that wish stone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> it rain in LA. Well, we needed it, so Thank
3: you, whoever wished for it, even though I wonder what they gave up.
0: Exactly. That's something I think people were, like, not catching on. I think this is my issue with, like, a lot of people bringing up, like, oh, there's plot holes or plot points. It's just, like, they weren't paying attention.
3: I will say, like, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, but there were two, I wouldn't say issues, but I could... Well, three, maybe three somewhat issues that I had with the movie.
2: Like I have questions, but this isn't one of those movies where I know any answer somebody gives me is going to make the whole thing fall apart. Or it's like a lot of conjecture. I feel like I'd be happy with an answer. I just would would like one.
1: I feel like I saw a lot of questions on Twitter that at least for me were actually answered in the film. And it made me wonder, like there were like a few questions, but there's obviously a lot of questions that also Aren't answered and
2: typically aren't answered in superhero movies. Well, like it's yeah. possible I just missed something, but yeah, you know, I've got a couple of questions, but it wasn't like make or break for me.
0: Oh, well, I was just thinking that I was a little bit more forgiving with those kind of things mm-hmm. because. I did glance on my phone and I was texting Orozu and Maggie during it. <laughs> I admit to it.
1: I think for me, I usually try to suspend a lot of like expectations with superhero movies. And so I probably am like slightly more forgiving because I I do love like just kind of like ignoring reality with superhero movies and like letting them run fast and loose with like rules and lore and like – as a historian like there's obviously some stuff that they brought up that was like historically inaccurate like that's not why the mayan empire fell that's not why rome fell that doesn't even like logically make sense but it's a superhero movie and they're using a high fantasy point to explain these things like a lot of other superhero movies do
2: yeah like stuff like that was fine i think like candace is it okay if i bring up something spoilery yeah spoilers spoilers (laughs) Like My thing is when they're all renouncing their wishes, when Maxwell Lord renounces his, I was like, would that not then undo everybody else's because he's the origin point for most of those wishes? So if his is undone and he was never the wish stone, then does that mean they never wished on the wish stone and like that, that alone to just undo
3: everything? That's what I figured. But people was- made wishes before Maxwell did.
2: Yeah. So those ones would need to be individually renounced, but anything made to Maxwell and like, would that just not get undone? And that was something I saw somebody ask, how was it that Barbara got
1: two wishes? And I was like, well, that's because she made the wish on the stone. And then she made the wish on Max when he was the stone. So uh-huh. it's two different wishes.
2: I thought because, it was that she made the wish on the stone. And then anything else she got in addition to that was like a condition for granting someone else's. It's like, I'll grant this and she'll have this.
1: Because remember, he was sitting it. on the plane and he's like, what else do you want to be? And she's like, I wish I was an apex predator. And that's when she makes the wishes on the plane
2: yeah yeah no i i just thought he was like adding her apex predator qualities to to, to to like conditions on other people's wishes so like that didn't bother me i'm like okay he made it work he's the stone like it's yeah fine. him and his bleeding eyes and
1: his ears and his nose yeah. Which, as he's instantly way. regretting this choice
3: <laughs> i know maggie and arzu and candace will will all hate me i didn't oh, realize man. that was pedro <laughs> i had that it was pedro and i was like huh
0: okay so we actually put on our website Thicky you waffle my parents comments because i started recording them because they were just hilarious during the movie and in steve trevor's last scene my father goes is that a crisp pine <laughs> oh my god is that a Chris pine i love that so much like,
3: your dad is the best.
0: What have you been watching this entire time?
3: <laughs> just clicks for him right at the end.
0: Yeah, so I guess you 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 and my dad break. <laughs> oh, I know.
3: I am part of your family.
0: I know, exactly. You're related to him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mind if I bring up two of my issues since we're go for it.
3: Talking about Steve. <laughs> I I'm gonna disclose this. I I am aware that we needed him to be a wish. I love that moment where Diana was struggling um, to give him up because, you know, I mean, she has been saving the world and been without him. Like I get it. And she needed that little power boost for her in her toy moral, whatever. Um, What I don't like is that I feel like they could have just brought Steve back as Steve and not put him in someone else's body for them to have intercourse together um,
0: <laughs> because,
3: because I'm just gonna, I know, I know it's just a superhero movie, I know it's just for fun, it was a choice <laughs> oh, I, I, agree. I agree with you Brie, I definitely yeah, yeah. That yeah it just have felt uncouth like they they just have no there was no thought to it, no like hmm. they, they like talk about him being in another person's body and they're just like okay, let's you know what I mean? Like, that's what it was. And it was a little like, it was like,
0: hmm. So let's see this from Diana's point of view. She's from, what's the island called? The Masira. The Masira. The, uh, yes. So she's from that island. And she knows magic. Magic's part of her life. So I feel like her point of view on it, it's a little different than maybe ours would be. I mean, she would know he's a different person.
2: I mean, I guess it's because I, I feel like, like, I don't know. It's such a weird, it's so weird. I think it was well, done for the, the whole manager. like she doesn't no. recognize him and then she sort of has to like see past this new face and then see the mm-hmm. that's inside and I get that that's why they did it. That's, that's why I choice. think like the decision to not just have Steve come back was like thoughtless and careless but maybe not mm-hmm. malicious.
3: I I totally understand it's probably not malicious but at the same time but I didn't it's love a it. Little- it's I awkward. didn't lo- I, I did not I did not I didn't like it. that other
1: I feel like they were like oh we can't just have his him like come back to life because his body's gone and I feel like they're like oh he could just be in somebody like it was one of those things that like probably in the writer's room they're like this works and like maybe it was a Jeff John's like suggestion who doesn't have the best suggestions often.
3: It could work, but like when you physically see it, it, it it's odd. It, it, it is yeah. Odd, yes. I tried to rationalize the
1: fact that like for a period of time that other dude's mind wasn't even there, so he just like is unaware entirely. It even before, weird wishes. Oh, it's so man. weird like it's like where did he go did he go on like a little nap yeah, was it like, like was it like soul
3: go? <laughs> But i mean i mean technically you're violating his body exactly yeah, it's, a, it's a it was a choice
0: yeah he's putting that body at rest too doing some really dangerous stuff yes yeah, yeah. Okay. But, Not okay a good choice i was thinking mm-hmm. about this this morning i was like what if like it literally brings him back and it's like zombie steve <laughs> and i realized like he blew up so there's like not enough pieces ew well i don't like, like that
2: a, like like a god like a 75 year old corpse
3: but see like, yeah i could i could like forgive if he just appeared beautifully and steve i could just i could accept yeah, that, i could vibe with that
0: yeah yeah but the second you, and the second you know that he's like another person, you're like, "Oh no, this is yeah. not gonna last it's yeah badly, well, and can I talk about I love the man that
1: that played that the body um Christopher, I'm blanking on what his last name. he's also a Chris. he's on a bunch of Hallmark movies.
2: that's so, why I know him, oh my God, yeah, he's on he's
1: <laughs> on a bunch of them, and so I thought that ending like was kind of funny that they were like at a Christmas market because he's like always on holiday Christmas, oh, that's funny, and I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> My mom was so funny. We're watching it. And she's like, that's a Hallmark boy. That's one of the Hallmark boys. He was just on one last night.
3: I love that your mom recognized that. That's hilarious.
1: Oh, we watched Hallmark movies all day, every day. Oh. <laughs> Good old mindless fun.
3: Um, another thing that I had an issue with, and this might be a doozy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, Cheetah or, or Barbara Ann Minerva. They gave Pedro a overall character arc, meaning a very big 360, right? He had ties to his humanity with his son. Um, however, oh, Barbara. Um, what got me was especially the shoes comment. I was like, don't tell me. She only wants to be a cheetah because she saw cheetah print shoes. And that's really <laughs> what it felt like towards the end.
1: That felt su- like such an 80s trope, like
3: true so uh, bad yeah and you know because I don't know the full comic, so I did a little research on um her three I guess reincarnations or re, or however you say that like her what what she the girl incarnations wife. yeah incarnations thank you so much you were so <laughs> I did <laughs> I did research the three of them um and, and Barbara in the comics was really interesting because she actually got it from um like a, a god, actually. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. And I was like, oh, that's how you could keep her around a lot. But I actually liked the whole wish thing. I get it. I didn't mind the she's all that trope. What I didn't mind was that it felt shallow in that there was no complexity. It was just, she, it almost seemed like she was there to just serve as an opposition for Diana. Okay, like,
0: okay. so this is my thing. This is the complaints I've seen a lot is, that oh, Barbara is shallow in her wish. She only cares about the material and stuff like that. No, I know her when wish she learns-
3: is shallow. I think the writing of her character is shallow. Okay,
0: but okay, let me go back to like the kind of criticisms I am seeing in that regard. Okay, and like the people keep forgetting, like the first time she sees a wish stone, she doesn't wish for anything. She says, "I can't think of anything." It's not until she gets insulted that she wishes to be like Diana, who is this woman who can take care of herself and even protect her friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I, there was something very something that I could really relate to. Like, who yeah. wouldn't want to be able to walk down the street in the middle of the night without being worried? I know? I love that part of it, and I get
2: that she attaches to Max because Max is the source of the power. Mm-hmm. But it it started to feel a little bit like she's uh, maybe this is just my interpretation, but that she's only attaching to him because they had sex once. Like, did they have sex? I don't know. I thought I, they. It was odd. Like, it was hard to like hard to see if that was actually what happened but i did
1: think it was interesting that she did not seem interested in him at all after she like got the power because she was looking at him like he was a crazy man sitting on that plane and it seemed yeah. more like she was just like all right well we got what we wanted from each other you got the stone i got my wish i just like proximity to power okay
0: um even though it's Pedro pascal right there i, mean, but yeah. I
2: prefer that interpretation to my interpretation because to me it seemed like i'm like barbara like you wanted to be powerful and i get that Mm -hmm. And I can like respect the motivation behind your wish, but now it feels a little bit like you're doing it for a guy, like, like that you associate all this with a guy. So if, so I'm perfectly happy to take another. Yeah.
1: And that, that was how I read it was that she like, once she got what she wanted, it was kind of the same way as him being like, okay, I got this, like like the stone, like moving on. She also seemed to have that same kind of like, okay, I'm just going to go along with this because I, I can get this power too. I just wanted more from her. I did too. And I did think it was interesting that she was definitely a foil to Diana's arc where she kind of saw like the, the side effect of keeping yourself like separate from the world and like missing
2: out on those like human connections. Um, She also pays off the, she pays off Diana's like, I guess, moral arc, like that mm -hmm. started with the plot on Themyscira where her aunt tells her, you know, you didn't deserve to win Mm -hmm. because you cheated. Yeah. (laughs) the cheetah like well but yeah though like that's what you she can't be a cheetah she, you know she gets all of diana's power without putting in any of the work mm-hmm. so she cheated
1: yeah yeah Cheater and that, that was it. the thing that i loved about that opening sequence and i've seen a lot of people complaining about the epilogue like i never want to see like children when i start watching a movie i was like oh. i love that because everything in that epilogue or prologue prologue everything in that prologue then happens in the story there's the the throwaway line about like you can't keep looking behind you and that's what like so many of the characters are dwelling on the past like max is dwelling on his childhood still and like reacting to that trauma diana is still reeling from the loss of steve and dealing with that trauma barbara is still grappling with like who she is as a person and like this like kind of weird persona of like the awkward nerdy you know Historian trope that she's kind of clinging to and like moving past those like traumas that we hold on to, and so I thought that was like a really neat in the prologue. And then there's like the other stuff, like both of you were talking about the the you know mentions of you can't cheat to succeed, you can't you know just wish for everything you want and get it. You have to work. Time. Yeah, there's so much in that that I loved. I thought that was like the most powerful part of the movie.
3: Yeah, I loved all that. I it kind of what happens when you have two bad guys. One person more gets a a fuller arc than the other person. Mm -hmm. I think that's what happened to Barbara,
2: and that's a second movie problem. Iron Man two had the same problem. Yeah, it's always a sequel problem
3: for sure. I totally get that. I just when you have a character like Barbara, you you just want more for her, and I just maybe
1: we'll see more. Maybe there's there's potential for more in a sequel
3: or prequel. I guess like my thing too is, um, you know, one thing how is like, well, you lost all your warmth and everything. It, It's at one time we never really see, we kind of see that warmth, but I would like to see a little more of it instead of just her being ignored constantly all the time. Um, because I feel like there's a way you could have done it where she was warm to a lot of people and she had that one kind moment with the the homeless gentleman. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there could have been a different way instead of just relying on heavy tropes to do that because also her kind of beginning reminded me of uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman in Batman Returns.
0: And I I think
1: that was intentional. I think that was yet again, playing into the eighties tropes. I remember when we were making this, um, we were when we were filming in the mall i was just i remember thinking like this movie is not only set in the 80s it it is being made to feel like a film in the 80s and there was so much about it that reminded me of the batman movies in the 80s and 90s um and so i think i think some of that is intentional to lean into those like classic 80s tropes because there's so many in this like even the body swap thing is like such an 80s trope well that's true I think it was, like, intentionally done to feel like we're watching a movie from the 80s,
2: complete with all of those bad <laughs> aspects. Okay, right. so we're going there real quick. Can I just say, <laughs> yes. like, Candace and Maggie already had to hear this from me, but I get that it's the 80s. I get there's an oil crisis. But, like, if the Middle Eastern people could not be the bad guy mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be great. Again, for like yep. the hundredth time. Like, I'm tired of it.
0: You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm weren't really tired the Russians our enemies then in the 80s? That's what it should have been.
2: They
1: hit on like all of like the, the bad people from the 80s. They hit on the Russians, the Middle East. They made the weird reference to the IRA with the sending all the Irish back to where you came from. Yeah. Like There was so
2: many weird, like, did you need to go there? No, you didn't have it's to. It's one of those things where like they're touching on it because that's what was happening back mm-hmm. then. But you have to ask yourself, like, are we making this super accurate to the way a movie would have been made back? or are we making this for the people who are watching it in 2020 exactly and i think they, they went too far with the first option not not taking mm-hmm. the second into account
0: as my parents said my dad said the 80s were all about oil and greed <laughs> and my mom added anaerobics <laughs> that's true yeah, they got yeah. for that in so oh yeah yeah i feel like it was just like a more exaggerated version of the 80s mm-hmm. which is like what happens when you do any like time historical it's a period piece (laughs) it is except it's also a superhero film so that makes it different and another thing i saw on twitter was like are people just reacting badly to superhero movie because they haven't seen one for about like 10 months they're
1: Uh, like this honestly i knew they were going to react to this movie in 2018 i i wish i still had stuff from like my text conversations with friends when I was talking about it in 2018 because it was like people are gonna hate this movie it's gonna get ripped to shreds on Twitter I knew it was going to be like such a divisive film well, I just didn't it? know it would come in the middle of a pandemic so everyone was even more keyed up
3: we've all been into why, that why that do so you feel long. like at first it would get ripped up
1: because I felt like it was leaning really heavily into those those super classic 80s tropes and I didn't think that that social media would react well to them, like right, like rightfully so. But I felt like people well, would be I, like, oh, it's like, it's it's so weird. It's like, it's too 80s. But like, there's an element to like the way it was made to feel like you're also watching it like a movie from the 80s. I think yeah. they're like impact versus intent. I think they had the, like a clear intention, but the impact was going to be very different.
3: Well, it's interesting because I, I kind of didn't get it was leaning into the 80s until you, until you said it. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe there was a disconnect there between what they were trying to do and what the end result was. I don't know what could have they done better because... Shaved off about
2: 15 minutes.
1: Yeah,
3: no 80s movie is this long. True. But I mean, there's something about when you watch it, it doesn't feel like an 80s movie. But then when we're talking about all these tropes and everything, that feels like an 80s movie. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, I guess maybe it doesn't... It didn't feel like I was in the 80s, even though... There's 80 aspects in it.
1: And maybe that would have been different if we were able to see it in a theater.
2: It could just Possibly. be 80s tropes with, like, the pacing and stakes and style of a modern movie. So, yeah. the two, like Bree said, it's a bit of a disconnect. It, it
3: is a bit yeah, of a disconnect. Yeah, there's a definite and, disconnect. And I think that's um, why I didn't really get it. Because I, I will say it wasn't the stylization of it. Like, as you, you were saying, it wasn't 80s. Like, kind of like Thor Ragnarok. Like, that I got was so stylized and I love that movie for that reason. Maybe if this was a little more stylized to be 80s, I could have understood what we were going for a little bit.
0: Yeah, I could see that. So, how have you guys been consuming movies this year? I'm obviously, we are not brave or stupid enough to go to a movie theater. (laughs) Brie and I's last movie we saw in theaters was in January and that was Cats! Cats! (laughs) Oh, <laughs> why, this,
3: why did that have to be our last movie that we saw? We
0: brought on 2020 with watching that.
3: <laughs> so this is oh, no. Um,
0: I can't mean to see Birds of Prey, but getting invited to things and going out and being social. And then trouble happened. What is being social? I know. It's foreign to me now. Zoom?
3: Is that being social now, Zoom
0: this. And when you guys go to movie, the movie theater? At least twice a month.
1: More if I could manage it. Okay. It depended. Um, I saw... See, March was when the last time I was out of the house. My last film I saw was Emma. I saw Emma two days before shutdown because I it was our first podcast over at Petticoats, and so I went to see it because I was like, oh, they might not put it on video, like direct to to video stuff. Um, but I did see Birds of Prey twice. I saw it with my mom, and then I saw it with friends for the holidays. And I think that I don't know it, it really depended on what was out. Like I am not a big fan of movie theaters.
3: <laughs> oh, really? I yeah, that.
1: I don't, I don't like the atmosphere.
3: <laughs> in a big blockbuster film, when you're hearing everyone's reactions at the same time, and it just feels something like a little communal about it. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Avengers Endgame was like that for me. Just the the communal experience of seeing it in the theater. I'm like, I, I would have enjoyed it fine at home, but seeing it in the theater like elevated it for me. It's the yeah. same with the first Wonder Woman. It was exactly the mm-hmm. same thing I saw in the theaters
0: reasons I would mostly go to theaters is because I didn't want to be spoiled. I hate being spoiled about anything I love. And I do social media for a living. So it's impossible for me not to be on social media. So I would always get the first ticket of every show. And yes, watching Star Wars with a bunch of fans is awesome. But I would like to bring you back to The Force Awakens when I saw it for the first time. When Kylo and Han are on the little, little platform and they're talking to each other. A child was screaming. So when Han Solo gets stabbed by the son, the moment wasn't quite there for me. Oh, no. No, I definitely get that. Don't Uh, bring children to the movies. Also, someone was trying to take photos of the opening crawl with their flash.
3: Oh, jeez. I think of
0: Avengers Endgame.
2: This little child asked their parent if they could play on their phone. Oh no! Thankfully, the parents didn't let them. But if your kid's that small, maybe don't bring them to the theater.
0: So people are like, "Oh, our theater's going to survive." Well, they they survived the Spanish flu, they survived the invention of televisions, VCRs, DVDs. But they were already in trouble before the pandemic happened. Fewer people were going to the movies in 2017. We hit a 25 year low of people actually going to the theater, Hmm. and the prices have gone up without like much. And yeah, that's an issue, no, especially is. if like you're a family of like four, and it costs you like sixty, seventy bucks to go see a movie for the evening.
3: Where movie theaters make their most money is concessions. Concessions, thank you. And those prices, I mean, are astronomical,
1: ridiculous. I would buy more popcorn if it wasn't thirteen dollars a bag. Come on. Yep.
0: I do buy all the Star Wars specialty tens at AMC every time. I do them oh, to that. I'm jealous. Okay, so that's another thing that we need to think about when it comes to the the film studios themselves. They make most of their money the first week of box office. Yes, exactly. So it's about like eighty or ninety percent, and. The only way movie theaters make money is if they see it like, after the opening. And that's the issue is when there's all these spoilers and stuff like that, people are like, well, I'll just wait to see it when it comes streaming. And also theatric window to streaming has shrunk. Back in the 80s, it was six months before it would come on VHS, a movie after it came out in theaters. Now it's only three months. It is mm. an issue.
3: Um, it's an issue because I don't know how it's going to affect a lot of things. <laughs> to be honest, it is. There's like weird vibe here in Hollywood as well.
0: Well, let's talk about like HBO Max announced that they will be putting all their movies out.
3: Yeah, all the Warner Brothers stuff.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, all the Warner Brothers stuff except Dune. They want to hold Dune for a theatrical release. What?
1: Only because only because the director is mad.
2: Oh my! And I got craved for what? Like I
0: got it to watch Dune. Damn it.
1: Look, if this whole pandemic thing doesn't blow over, it's probably going to still be on your TV. So don't worry.
0: (laughs) And let's talk about like Disney had their big investor call a few weeks ago. And they were super focused on the streaming stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, they know what
1: side the bread is buttered on.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%.
0: Watching it, I was like, oh, my God, all these projects sound so cool. But Disney knows something. We're not going out any time. I have to say
1: Disney's like investor call was the thing that like I, I turned to my mom and I was like, yeah, six more months.
0: Like, yeah, I said, yeah. I, said, I said I'm not making plans to fall 2021. Yeah, like,
1: there's a reason why Disney put off Star Wars Celebration until 2022 and why all of their future projects are direct to consumer.
2: The least realistic thing about Wonder Woman 84 is that people were willing to give up something personal <laughs> to them for the good of everybody else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we know it's not true. No, they never would. No, like there'd be that one asshole who doesn't renounce their wish more than one could it have been
0: bruce wayne who didn't want to get back his parents no bruce wayne's a good boy he would he would do it with tears in his eyes the only thing i was thinking about is it took steve a while to find diana so bruce wouldn't have enough time for his parents to find him they'd go home wouldn't they looking for him it takes time to get to wayne manor it's all the way up on a hill it's got gates they probably appeared like
2: oh did they take over somebody's body too
0: what if his dad was alfred and, like, Bruce felt guilty because it's, like, Alfred and, like... Oh, my God. Why did I make myself sad again? Oh, my God. Well, Alfred is, like, a
3: dad to him. So poor Alfred. So
0: that's the struggle. Is like, Bruce is, like, but I love Alfred, but I love my dad. But he's a good boy, so he'll renounce his wish knowing that he'll get Alfred back. Patty just didn't want to have Bruce's parents dying again on screen for the twentieth time. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Wait, so Trolls World Tour made more money for Universal than the original Trolls movie did. Yeah. Well yeah. That was that came
1: out at such a perfect time because parents were done with their children. <laughs> they were done with Frozen Two after ten times.
3: Yeah, really.
1: I know parents who bought that 30 times, and they had to buy it every single time. 30
3: times?
1: They were they, – because their kids liked it, and they were like, if this keeps them, like, out of my hair for an hour and 40 minutes, I'll I'll give
3: $30.
0: Wait, it was $30? <laughs> yeah. So since Disney didn't tell anybody, like, how much Mulan made them, I'm figuring it wasn't enough.
3: Well, it wasn't worth it, so. No. No. That's a
0: whole other thing, Bray. We're talking about the monies. I know. So – also because wonder woman got a green light for the a third. third one yeah yeah already so it works and it doesn't i think because mulan everyone knew it was coming out in a few months and the only reason we bought it was because we reviewed it on this podcast oh yeah yes we did <laughs> so do you think that we'll have more theater and streaming releases at the same time, like they have been doing the past few months? I think when it's
2: safe to open the theaters again, and it's not just theaters like rushing and trying to get people back in. I think they're going to be really motivated to make things feel like an experience. Like we have something here that sounds a lot like the Regal that uh, Maggie was mentioning. It's called like Cineplex mm-hmm. VIP. So it's like big squishy chairs and there's like booze and there's food and it's like it's an experience. It's like a night out. So I think there will be a lot more incentive for theaters to offer stuff like that or alternatively to lower their prices to sort of lure people back out. But I do think at least for a while, it'll be like a simultaneous release.
3: I can see that happening with big blockbuster movies, especially wanting to create that experience and gain a lot of money back. And I feel like blockbusters are something that could like are definitely meant for a theater experience. However, I could see more like indie films oscar-nominated films going to stream so that that way they have access to more people whereas normally they're in select theaters or you know just if we can
1: make indie fun. films more
3: accessible i will be a happy person I there's it, so many times
1: think- there are movies i want to see and they never come anywhere near me even though i am 35 minutes outside of dc
3: no i think that's definitely gonna happen especially like there are some oscar films that my mom was like oh I haven't even seen that near me anywhere playing. I think that in that respect, streaming is beautiful. I do think though, going to the movies is still a fun experience. I can see that being catered to like large blockbusters, everything Mm -hmm. like that.
1: I think that so much is going to change with how we think after this. Like, um, I don't know how many people like listening or currently in our company have like, Grandparents who had survived like the Great Depression and became hoarders because of that, and like were very much like had to hold on to everything because you don't know when you're going to lose it. And I think that that mentality, um, not that specific form of um, coping reactions, but I think we as society are going to have a lot of issues with being confined with strangers that we don't know what they're they're doing. We don't know what surfaces they've touched. We don't know what diseases they're carrying. There's so many things that we're now going to think about that we can't think about now because we're at home and we're safe. But once we're back into those atmospheres where we don't have control over those variables, I think that it's going to be very difficult the first time that we sit down in a theater. Yeah, well, it's true. There's so many things that I think about that I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Like bowling and blowing out candles and like eating out at restaurants. Going to Disney World. There's so many, there's like so many contact points that I, I think about now. And movie theaters, I don't know, maybe it's just because my regal here close to me is not McLena's place, yeah. but I just can't picture touching anything there or sitting comfortably for like an hour and a half watching a movie or like going to the bathroom. It just like makes my skin crawl.
2: I saw some travel memories of mine from a trip to Ireland a few years ago where I went to like Blarney Castle and like pissed the
0: Blarney Stone. I had my mouth on like <laughs> oh. a building. One time, I was going down the stairs in the New York subway. Oh and no, no! I nearly no, no, tripped, no. so I had to hold the handrail, even though I promised myself I would never touch that. But I did, and I still can't look at that hand the right way.
3: But, you know, the one thing is, I, 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 hope, even though we're mentioning all of this, that, um, you know, maybe we, we'll just be more mindful when we go out. Bring some hand sanitizer with us, because there are yeah. precautions that you can take and. You know, we can kind of outlive, you know, That's mutation. Of, I could see you in one, Candace. I feel like you could rock it.
0: Maggie and I are matching hazmat suits. How Wait, freaking what? cute would that be? I mean, I do you have, have
3: matching suit? hazmat suits.
0: Who does? Maggie and Candace do, apparently.
2: <laughs> what, you guys do? I mean, yeah, I have a hazmat suit. I was saying I was going to get one for myself. And oh, you're going to get suit. one. I thought you already had matching hazmat suits. <laughs>
0: no. Like, Maggie and I are already too much alike.
3: That would be just too many. Signs. That would have been weird. I was like, this is awkward. <laughs> no, Bucky in a little hazmat suit would be hecka cute.
1: I was going to be like, Candace, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> you really yeah, like They're super gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that spinoff.
0: We're thinking that movie theaters will survive in some form. They just won't look like what they used to. And I don't right? think there will be as many of them either. Mm-mm. The number of them have been minimizing. Well, Maggie, thank you so much for guesting on the show. Can you tell people how to find you online? Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. So Brie, can you tell people how to find us online?
3: Yeah, of course. Just head on over to thegeekywaffle.com where we post vlogs, RSU's written, some really great articles for us, as well as other writers. That's where we post all of our podcasts. So, you know, you can look back to our review of Mulan if you so choose to. excellent.
0: Uh, I highly recommend it.
3: There we go. Thank you, are Not the
0: movie, the review. No, the
3: review. <laughs> the review was excellent. Not the movie.
0: Okay, just, just, just clarifying.
3: <laughs> Candice is also um, queen of Twitter at geeky underscore waffle. I got opinions. <laughs> she really does, and she's great. I kind of avoid Twitter, but that's also because I never watch anything on time. So
0: yeah, have you finished the Mandalorian yet, Brie? I was doing. So you said well, you were finishing it. Time we were doing Mando Night Live. You're like, oh, I'm almost done with it. That's you. I have I have two more episodes, actually. Oh, my God. I know. Those are like the two best episodes, too. I <laughs> oh, well, I, okay. I'm excited. But yes. They're, they're not going to see it for like two years now. No, I will. It's I not going to <laughs> be until the new season of The Mandalorian comes on. And I'm like, hey, Brie, we've got a show to do. So you have to watch season three. And they're like, What? no i have two episodes i'm good i have, to two, episodes. Oh, good. I
3: have two episodes i'm gonna watch it and i have a lot of questions
0: that's what i wanted to do a video on but you haven't watched it <laughs> no. thank you for joining us for our first episode of 2021 <laughs> you 2020 <laughs> You <laughs> can't, 2021
1: is the first sequel to
0: 2020 don't say that <laughs> the first half someone made a wish
3: take <laughs> it back take Damn it back it, Max. You know what? It's also probably Jason Derulo or someone from Cats wanting to like just bury cats to the ground so much. Twenty twenty
0: happened. Jason Derulo, COVID (laughs) mutation. It worked. (laughs)